Hello and welcome to Art Witch, the podcast where creativity, magic, and healing align for personal and collective liberation. I'm your host, Zanetta, and welcome. Art Witch aims to provide resources for creative empowerment, helping folks make and share their art and also find their authentic expression. In this podcast, you'll hear from a variety of artists, witches, and healers, as well as experts in various art industries and related fields, all with the intention of helping folks share their art and their unique magic with the world. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Zanetta, and thank you, thank you for being here and for listening. Wow, we are in Sagittarius season, and I'm just like loving it. (laughs) I mean, this has been a really, really hard last lunation, and we always just kind of go in knowing that with Scorpio season, but I think, you know, it's never any less potent. (laughs) It's never any less potent to experience the power, the depth of water that is within and around us and that we have to navigate. So I hope you all are finding, you know, some space to give yourself love, give yourself care, taking time to be tender, right? Time to be tender is everything. With that, I have a couple of announcements before we get into this reading. The first of which is that I am really working on some juicy stuff, particularly around listening as ecological care and sound energy and our connections to psychic listening. So if you're interested in those topics, I have a newsletter, this newsletter for sound will be released before the end of the year, along with some very particular sonic offerings. So I would love to invite you into the newsletter community because that is truly a space where I can branch out and let my wiggles out a little bit more. (laughs) And sound is just a long format, right? So there's a lot of unfolding and space that's needed to share sound and That is one of the things that I'm really, really looking forward to exploring in my next offering. So I'm not going to tell you yet what it is, but I am going to say that if you want to be in the loop and really, really know about what's going down in the sonic world that I'm weaving, then please see the newsletter below and I will be sending that out in December. The other thing that I want to invite you into is that year ahead readings are going to be happening in January and they are going to open up right around December 1st. So you will get a chance to book a year ahead reading with me. There are sliding scale spots available, only a small handful. And those are first come first serve. So if you really want to know about that, I will share the early bird notification list down below. Lastly, 
we're coming to the end of the lover's year here, <laughs> right? This is kind of the last episode before we, you know, put the year to bed, so to speak. And, you know, 2022 as two plus two plus two equals six and six corresponding to key number six in the tarot, the lovers, I just want to give a little bit of space for the lovers in this last episode, especially since we are in a Sagittarius new moon and then the full moon is in Gemini. So this lunar cycle starts on November 23rd with a new moon in Sagittarius, carries us through the full moon in Gemini on December 8th and ends on December 22nd. So I guess technically it's not quite the end of the year. (laughs) You know, it's got like about a, a week and some change before we switch over, but it's in an essence kind of that end of the year because then the solstice is right there the sun moves into Capricorn so there's just this kind of feeling of okay what do we love what does the lovers mean how are we in our relationships how can we kind of reroute in relational existence I always think it's interesting how we have this kind of like okay, here's Sagittarius, then here's Gemini, like we're hopscotching back and forth, or like we're double dutching, you know, in and out of those qualities of existence and and ways of being. But I, I really actually feel like Sag and Gemini have so much overlap, I guess. It's not a great word, but there's this sense of like, yeah, I could see them being really good buddies, actually. <laughs> In some ways, I understand the the pollinator and then maybe like the more focused fire being a little bit kind of confusing. But I often feel like that sense of passion and that sense of like, what really fuels us is still there, especially in those two signs. So I'm just calling in the lovers here. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying hi, 2022. I didn't forget about you. I know it's the lovers year still. And we're going to just drop a little chime of the lovers in this episode just to make sure that we're coming back to that touchstone. We're coming back to that touchstone. And the lovers will always be with us. This year will always be with us. So it's not like you have to have made meaning out of the lovers or made meaning in some kind of way that overtly articulates what you've learned or how you've worked with or, you know, any of that. But just that that energy is still here and we're still journeying with it. So I'm going to leave that here in this space. So like I was saying, this lunar cycle starts... November 23rd with the new moon in Sagittarius and goes until December 22nd. So let's just recap here. Last lunar cycle, we had Scorpio season. We had the energies of the King of Wands come through and we 
really, really played with the fire, actually, and really lit some things up. I could feel it in the community. I could feel how far we were going. It was like a precursor even to this actual Sagittarius season. And so much amazing stuff kind of pulled through for many of us. I think with that, there is sometimes a little bit of a blowback, sometimes a little bit of like, oh shit, I went really, really far. Now, how can I backtrack that? How can I spool it in? How can I spool the energy back in? How can I like bring myself back to a place of center? And there's kind of a tinge of alarm or like anxiety about how far you may have traveled and what you may have carried and how distantly it brought you from where you kind of feel your comfort zone is or where you know your sense of self. So that's like a lingering thing that's present in this reading that I'm, I'm also bringing in to this space. With that kind of groundwork and that kind of scaffolding, we can get into actually what the reading is for this lunar cycle. So every cycle, I use the tarot spread called the door, the lock, and the key. The door is the invitation for our creativity this cycle. What energies are coming up that we can work with, that we can grow with, that we can grow into? right? There's some nourishment. There's some fertilizer for the soil. There's something there that's kind of giving us more to work with, more to seed and to give us extra juice. (laughs) So that's the first card. The second card is the lock. What challenge are we facing? What challenge are we sitting with? What are we coming to terms with? about our situation, about our understanding of our creativity, about how we've been approaching things. Often the blocks are not blocks necessarily. They're things that we have kind of understood about ourselves that are ready to be unraveled. They're ready to be like, okay, you know, that understanding was one way of looking at things. And now I need a new perspective that's going to journey into the future with me. So the challenge card can be that. And that's a very, very interesting kind of component to this reading today. The third and final card is the key. So this is what can we do? What can we really do to help ourselves through all of this? What can we do to support ourselves? What is it that's already existing that supports us through this process? These cards are often mighty forces of support that come through. Lean on them. (laughs) Ask for their help. Don't be afraid. (laughs) Just know that they're dynamic. They are powerful and they are listening and they come to your aid when you actually take the time to kind of acknowledge them and, and say, Hey, I need some help here. So The key can be that as well. Okay. So the invitation for this lunar cycle is the four of pentacles in reverse. Yummy, yum, yum, yum. We are releasing this feigned idea of center, this false idea of center. 
this idea that like what is stable and what is good and what is true and what is helpful and what is like the thing that we come back to and that we cling to (laughs) is actually not the center for many of us. For many of us, the place that we feel we are comfortable is not quite the place that we are actually rooted. I'm just going to say that again. The place that we feel comfortable is not necessarily the place that we feel rooted. And it is also when it's not the place we feel rooted is not the place that we actually are able to grow from. Say we are plants in a pot, okay? And we think that this pot is the pot that we need to be in and like, that's it. But really in actuality, we're outgrowing that pot and need to be replanted We have outgrown the pot, so to speak. We have reached the furthest part of that container that we could possibly take up. It's like we're busting and breaking out of this pot right now. And the invitation is a squirrely one. It's not that you are going and like tearing down all of the things in your life that are structure or stability or security. It's not that. It's just we're noticing how often we seek comfort in a feigned sense of rootedness and how that's not actually rooting for us. That's not actually our solid ground. The phrase new earth came through and I look at that phrase with a little bit of a side eye. (laughs) I know my guides are like, just trust us, Zanetta, just trust us, (laughs) Zanetta. But this new earth idea is like, we're not here to recreate what was comfortable and let's say in parentheses, complacent. We're not here for that. We're here for something that is, yeah, boundary pushing. I'm hearing extending and extension. Like it's a stretch. It is a stretch. And the containers that your creativity and your notion of self have existed in are like maybe a little bit in a stagnated place. Like it's ready to be repotted. It's ready to like get outside of the current container and get into a new one. Okay. So with an invitation like that, I trust many of you are going to creatively run your freak flags and like go find that wandering way that you do with your magic. I know you all will do this. (laughs) (laughs) And in fact, I'm like hoping I run into you in the forest. (laughs) But, you know, like one of the things about this is that you have to kind of 
tune in. So the pentacles really sing through this portion. Like you really need to tune in to your being, your somatic knowing. You really have to, right? In fact, I'm just going to give you a spoiler alert. Every fucking card in this reading is a pentacles card. News flash. Your somatic knowing is like essential to every bit of what you're going to explore this cycle. I know it's Sag season. I know there's Gemini, you know, rising for us. I know there's all sorts of stuff happening, but the body tells the truth. The body really, really tells us the truth here. And we have to tune in to our bodies and you get permission, right? You get a chance to like prioritize pentacle possibility. You get to say, oh yeah, I feel where there's like the stagnation where you're at like a river and there's portions of the river gathering and pooling in these bends that are a little like mucky and it's time to kind of get some flow in there, get some like motion in those spaces and just recognize like, yeah, there are natural dips and curves to where the energy gathers and kind of stays. And we can kind of tune into our bodies. How does my somatic knowing frame my knowing about my creativity? How does my go-to ideas of what comfort is, how does it actually relate to my somatic knowing and my actual sense of true comfort and rooting and grounding? And then relative to that, how does my somatic sense of rooting reframe my understanding of creative risk? A while back, we talked with the awesome Sophie Strand, aka Cosmogony on Instagram. Great writer, great eco-feminist, spiritual, ecological poet, thinker, someone who I admire very much. And she talked a lot about risk, about risk and rot, you know, about like how we have to be able to decay how we have to be able to rest, how risky it is to kind of honor all the parts of our process. I think one thing that's kind of coming through is that this idea of like comfort, stagnation, and and complacency, it's not necessarily that you're constantly moving and constantly creating and constantly doing things. Sometimes that sense of comfort is that Like we're often way too busy and have become way too like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, okay, I'm I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, and doing this. And when we really root is actually kind of saying, there's a portion of time I need for rest. There's a dedicated time that I need to be still. There's a dedicated time I need for silence. You know, these things. So You're going to have to play with this, this cycle. And what better cycle to do it, right? Like Sagittarius, the wanderer, Sagittarius and Gemini, like Gemini being able to draw upon many threads of ideas and understanding. So let the lens be a kaleidoscope. Let your lens of what comfort, what rootingness means, let that be like a kaleidoscope. 
Let it kind of be the merry-go-round that moves and you land in different ways. Feel into that. Explore that for yourself. You know, it's a quieting season in many ways, right? I know many people are doing a ton of stuff right now. And sometimes the external is louder than the internal. Let the external naturally quiet down as this season is getting into its darkest moments, right? Like let yourself turn that stuff down, dial it down so that you can hear that somatic knowing. You have to have space to hear it. You have to have space to explore it. Okay, now we get into the challenge card. This is the second card. This is the lock the nine of pentacles hot diddly damn right the challenge here is am I gonna have built anything am I gonna have the access to what I need am I gonna have created what I wanted to create am I gonna have done what I needed to do with this exploratory and kind of releasing of what is known and my tried and true ways of doing things. So like, this is where the four of pentacles in reverse is so interesting because it's like you have a way of doing things. Your comfort, your sense of security, and your sense of solidity might be the guiding force behind how you do things. And what's kind of tricky about that is, is that you're always in a space of scarcity. You're always in a space of kind of being like, oh my God, you know, if I don't do it this way that I've been doing it forever, then freaking A, I'm not going to go and like get to my dream. I'm not going to get to the wealth, to the abundance, to the sourceness, to the community, to my health, to like you can insert anything that is your priority and your dream into that space. Your nine of pentacles. What is your nine of pentacles, right? And do you think you have to do things a certain way to get to that nine of pentacles and if so how true is that how true is that actually what if someone came to you tomorrow like what if they said hey p.s there's like about a million other pathways to this thing it's not necessarily that one that keeps you in that clinging to the known what we create is wild. Where we go is wild. It is not linear. It is not always clear. It's really important that when you're going to do some magic, that you're like really fucking open to magic, right? <laughs> like being open to the idea that you're not the one in control here. None of us are. And if you're not the one in control, then we have to stop approaching life and our art that way. We have to stop approaching our careers that way. We have to stop saying that like every creative dream has to have an A plus a B and then it equals a C or like a one, then two, then three, then four. Like really, really, do we walk the walk 
of being open to assistance, being open to help. Are we really open? Are we really available? We have to be able to unclench, you know, and that's where that somatic knowing is really powerful. It tells you where you're clenching. Listen to your body. Listen in the moments where you're clenching, where you're clinging, where you're holding, where you're tensing up, where you're gripping. These are a lot of phrases people use with somatic guidance. Notice where those things are happening. Another way you can do this is when you listen. Notice when you're listening and your breathing shifts and becomes more rapid or shallow when you're listening and you feel a sense of alarm or discomfort or worry, notice that because your body is kind of like, okay, I'm scared or I'm nervous or I'm worried or I have fear, like batten down the hatches. Sometimes that makes its way into our approach to our careers and it makes its way into our approach to art making even. Or even in magic. Ask yourself, when you cast a spell, do you cast it the same way every time? Are you actually like letting the creative forces that we are like connected to, are you actually letting the wildness kind of come through your spell work? You know, are you letting creativity really come through and guide you? Or are you like saying like, okay, I'm going to like have my candle. I'm going to have my petition. I'm going to have my this. It's not that those things are bad and it's not that those ways are bad, but it's like we're in Sagittarius season. We could definitely go some places and we can trust that going places and stretching out and wandering and going further might actually bring us closer to what matters. So this is like the last card here. This is the last card that I feel hits this home so fucking hard. (laughs) And our action for this lunar cycle is the 10 of pentacles. Your nine of pentacles vision, it's not whole. The whole picture, the whole 10 of pentacles is an element that you can't account for. There's one other element that you can't account for, and that's that wildness of spirit and how it manifests in a multitude of ways and how it works magic in a multitude of ways. You do not need to be in control of everything. That is not our work. That is not our work here. Our work is how we are able to be in relationship, right? That Gemini, that lover's energy, the relationship that we have and being able to say, you know, actually I'm secure enough to be dancing in some chaos. You know, I get it. Sometimes you need a a weighted blanket. Sometimes you need to rest your feet and like, relax and do the things that that feel like tending to you and that feel very very like familiar oh I get it (laughs) but I want you to just 
sit this lunar cycle with an idea that where have you been holding on to those four walls of the four of pentacles in your career? Where have you said like, this is how things are. This is how things need to be in order for me to have my dream. And then examine whether or not that's true. So this is like, if you approach this from a a thought process, right? If you go through a mental process of exploring this, but there's that somatic process as well. There's actually identifying when you experience clinging, when you are clenching, when you are holding, when you are gripping, this is in the body. This is embodied knowing just as important, if not more important (laughs) than critically examining our choices. And so with the 10 of pentacles, we are being shown that a very, very special element to our creativity, to our creative dreams is that thread of wildness, that unknown, that chaos, that mystery, that void. And we have to play, we have to experiment, we have to dance with that chaos. We have to risk something. We have to risk something. We have to let parts of ourselves die in order to have something new come through. You have to let that container go a little bit, this lunar cycle. And you're not alone. You're so not alone in this. That's the point of being able to let go. It's like when you let go, you are so much more connected and so much more sourced that you actually get to feel and feel what it's like to really receive. That 10 of pentacles is like this next leg of the journey, my loves, when that 10 becomes a one again, and when you create and when you go through your next leg of things, you're not alone. So many of us hold on to a sense of control because we are living in the belief that we are individuals and we have to give that up. We have to give up control this cycle and every person's going to do it differently. And at every different phase in our careers and our journey and our creative explorations, we are going to do it differently. My sense of what control looked like 10 years ago does not look like what it looks now. And neither does yours. We have to honor that in this moment, what does control look like for you? Where are you applying an over sense of control, hyper sense of control? We don't even need to get into the why, because I think we know the why here. I think we really, really know the why here. We're in ecological crisis, yo. We live in a society where we have been taught that we are segmented beings, not through thread, seamless 
energetically woven expressions of the multiness of this world. <laughs> like, if we think that we are just by ourselves in this container, then yeah, damn straight, I'm going to work really fucking hard to hold on to that container. But what if I let go and let that pot break and became rerooted in a whole ecosystem? Because ecosystem to me is always the Ten of Pentacles. That is where we reweave ourselves into our ecosystems. So please, let us help you. <laughs> let us be with you. Let us take you to all sorts of places and enjoy all sorts of things and know that nine of pentacles sense of here's my vision, my dream is not lost. It is 100% held by our community. And this is the art, which community, but this is the community of elders, ancestors, spirits, beings. So, so many who are here. You are of us and we are of you. We hold the sanctity of your dreams with love, with respect and care. You're not lost among us. You're found. So allow, allow us to reroot with you. And you can feel like when you're listening to me right now, I want you to feel everyone's ears directionally tuned in to this space that many other people around the world are loosening their grip as we are listening and we're finding a merging happening. finding a sense of union okay my loves that was the reading for this lunar cycle I am grateful to who came through today I am grateful to the earth and I hope you are too there's much here to root into to find our place, to assume that place and to, to enjoy it. And I think that when you are in that experiment, in that dance of chaos, in that sense of loosening the grip, you're going to find a lot of welcoming, <laughs> a lot of welcoming. Thank you all so, so much for listening. Thank you for being present in your life and in this community. Thank you for sharing your work. We need you. And there is a lot of gratitude present. So be kind to yourself. Be so, so kind. What got brought up today 
I'm sure you could excavate for a long time in healing spaces, you know, especially around control. And we really don't need to know the why as much, interestingly enough, because there's already so many reasons why. There's so many reasons that we're all living through. So somatic knowing is a powerful, powerful way to feel through this work, you know, rather than kind of tending to the mental landscape. You can just tune into the body. Thank you all again for listening. If you want to connect with my sound newsletter, I'll leave that link below. If you want to support this work, it would mean a lot to have support. If you feel like you're up for writing a review, if you feel like you want to support on Patreon, those forms of support would be so helpful, especially on Patreon. It's huge because there is a lot of time and a lot of energy that goes into being able to channel these readings to do these interviews. I have many interviews I want to share this year, and I'm hoping that I can actually step into this work more deeply and dedicate more time. So please consider becoming a Patreon supporter. Your support goes towards everything from overhead costs to time to supporting me when I am dealing with chronic pain, all of it. So it really, really means a lot. Your head readings are also available. So I'll also leave that link down below. But I'm sending you all so, so much support and connection this cycle. And take care. If you enjoyed today's episode of Art Witch, please consider subscribing or writing a review. Each and every little bit helps spread the word to more and more people.